This morning you can find your text in the book of Isaiah chapter number 61. The book of Isaiah chapter number 61. And when you found your place, if you would please stand in reverence to the reading of God's holy word. Bible says in Isaiah chapter number 61 and verse number 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, and proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of our Lord, of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. I want to focus this morning uh, where it talks about he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. I want to preach this morning with God being our helper. Let the chains fall. It's time that we let the chains fall. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father God, Lord, I thank you, Father, for this day. God, I thank you for all that you do. Father, I thank you for all that you're going to do. Father, I thank you for saving my sin-sick soul when I was on my way to a devil's hell. Father, I thank you this morning for allowing everybody to gather into your house. Father, I pray that you'd help us to preach your word. God, give us the things to say and give us the things to do. Father, we give you praise and glory for all that you do. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. This text that we just read is also quoted in the book of Luke, chapter number 4, with Jesus speaking. He says in verse number 16 in the book of Luke, chapter 4, it says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And here's what he read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight to the blind, and to set liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. So he is speaking directly of Isaiah chapter number 61 that we read as our opening text. About how he is giving deliverance to the captives. He's saying uh, to preach deliverance to the captives. I wonder this morning, what are you bound by? I wonder what is holding you down? What is holding you back? I wonder what is stealing your attention from the Lord. It's time today that we let the chains fall on the ground and don't let them bind us anymore. It's time to praise. It's time to pray. And it's time 
to proclaim. I want to tell you this morning that bondage is not just something that will hold you down. It's not just something that will hold you back, but it is something that is a form of slavery. You see, whatever you are bound to has you under its thumb. That is all that you can do, is to be bound to this thing, and you are working for that bondage that you are in. For the children of Israel, we know that they were in the house of bondage there down in Egypt. And though they are God's chosen people, still they wound up in bondage. You today, though you are saved and God has set you free from the chains of sin, you can still fall in to different types of bondage and different types of chains that will keep you from serving Almighty God. Now, sin will keep you separated from God, but bondage will keep you from serving God. And so they are in bondage. And so I want to tell you today that we do not need to let this bondage get in our way of getting closer to an Almighty God. Today, in the world that we live, we need the church of Jesus Christ to be closer to God than ever before. We do not need to be bound up the way that we are in so many churches and in so many Christians bound up by the ways of this world. It is time to let those chains fall. Uh, Our Statue of Liberty, I want to ask Harvey, Harvey, would you put that picture up of the Statue of Liberty up on the screens for me? The Statue of Liberty and the feet of the Statue of Liberty. Seth, could you tell me some characteristics of the Statue of Liberty? Where, where, where's the Statue of Liberty at? It's in the New York Harbor. What does it stand for? It stands for liberty. And most times people, they look at how it's got a crown on it and how it has the torch. But many people overlook this about how there are broken chains around the feet of Lady Liberty. You see, those broken chains are there to represent our freedom from Britain. It was our freedom that our forefathers fought for. Those chains were there. They held us back from being the country that we were to become. And so when they made this Statue of Liberty uh, proclaiming our independence, they put broken shackles on Lady Liberty's feet, signaling that we are free and we live in a free country. And though we may live in a free country today, many of us are not living free spiritually. We may physically be free, but we are not spiritually I want to tell you today that Satan's goal is to keep the Christians bound and to keep them bound up. You see, when you were once a slave to sin, you were bound up. And Jesus came to where you were and he freed you from those chains of sin that you were under. However, as you walk with God and as you keep on going, you are bound to run headlong straight into The devil. You see, if you're walking with God, you're going to run into the devil. But if you ain't never had the devil come against you, you better check who you're walking with. Because if you ain't walking and you walk smack into the devil, you might just be walking with the devil. Right? So you need to check up at who you are walking with. I want to see today there are some chains of captivity that Christians can fall into. I want to see firstly this morning the chains 
of doubt and disbelief. There are chains of doubt and disbelief. I think about John the Baptist. When John the Baptist, he was called of God to go and prepare a way for the coming of Jesus Christ. And he went and he proclaimed that Jesus was coming. And he even looked at Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. But yet, later on, John the Baptist was thrown into prison by King Herod. And we know that while John the Baptist was in that prison, some doubt come trickling in on it. I'm sure that many of us, as we get thrown into some sort of prison, you start getting the molly grubs, wondering why in the world am I even here. The Bible says in Matthew 11, verse number 2, Now when John heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said, Go unto them, go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. You see John, a great man of God, preaching, preparing a way for Jesus, preaching how Jesus is the way, how Jesus is the Son of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Yet when he was thrown in prison in that captivity, he started to have some doubts about if Jesus was him. I wonder maybe as he's sitting there in that prison cell and he's shackled up with these chains physically, but spiritually some chains came to where he was and bound him. And you see, he was once out preaching about how Jesus is the way, but now doubt has entered into his mind and he's sitting there thinking, if Jesus was the way, why am I in this situation? If Jesus is the way, and He's the way maker, why am I sitting in this prison cell? Why is this going on? You see, doubt comes trickling in to old John the Baptist. I wonder maybe if some dread comes trickling in to where he was. He knows that he's probably going to die. I wonder maybe um, he's discouraged. I've done all this for you, Jesus. Why am I here in these shackles? And why have you not come to where I was? He gets word about how Jesus is healing people, about how the deaf can hear, about how the lame can walk, how the blind can see. And he's thinking, you're doing all that for them, but I'm still right here. And chains of doubt and disbelief come to where John the Baptist is. I wonder maybe today you're here You've heard the choir singing about how Jesus has lifted chains off of people. And you're sitting here and you say, Jesus, I know that you're the way maker. I know that you're the chain breaker. But why has my situation got me the way that it is? Why isn't anybody caring for me? Why is nobody helping me in my situation? You see, John the Baptist is in that dark spot. He's in and he's grieved. He's down and out. He's discouraged. I'm telling you, John the Baptist is in a place of doubt. And there's probably many of you here today that you are in a place where you don't understand why God is doing what God is doing. 
You hear what God's done for other people, but you wonder why has God not done it for me. I want to remind you this morning, as Satan comes to try to chain you, to that doubt. As Satan tries to come and discourage you, I want to remind you this morning that God has always had a purpose for things that He does. We may not understand it here in this life. We may not understand it on this side of eternity. But I promise you this, just stay faithful to God and keep walking with God and He will make a way when there doesn't seem like any way. You see, John the Baptist, he don't understand why he's there in that circumstance. But there's coming a day that they're going to come and they're going to be head John the Baptist. And you see, physically, that's death. But spiritually, that is life eternal because he was serving Jesus because he knows who Jesus is because he's living for Jesus when he dies he's going to be outside of this body of captivity and he's going to be in the presence of God Almighty for eternity I think about Paul and Silas when they were thrown into a prison cell you see they didn't get down and out about their circumstances they didn't get down and out about their situation They were there in their chains. But what did they do? They started praying. They started singing praises of Almighty God. And when they started doing that, an earthquake came by. And when the earthquake came by, their chains fell off. And then when their chains fell off, the prison doors opened. I want to tell you this morning, the key to get out of your chains of doubt and discouragement and disgruntlement is prayer and praise. When you start praying and you start to praising those chains, an earthquake from Almighty God's going to come and those chains, they will fall right to your feet. And these men, they didn't get up and walk out. They stayed put and kept serving God. And we know that a jailer came to where they were and he ended up getting saved. I want to see secondly this morning, not only could you be bound by chains of doubt, but you could be bound by chains of despair. I think about the disciples. Sorry, y'all have already preached me to death. My voice is already gone on point two. This is going to be a long day. You see those disciples... Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, Josh. We are going to the other side with Jesus. And here we go, launching forth with Jesus. Praise his name. However, what they didn't know is they get out there on that boat and in comes a storm. You see, Jesus said, let's go. And they said, yeah, we're with Jesus. But now there's a storm and despair has set in on these men. It is a storm like they've never seen before. And this storm, the Bible says, it got in to the boat. That means they're taking on water. If you don't know what that means, it means they're taking on water. They're going to sink. They're going to drown. And they are in despair. They got Jesus on board that boat. But yet... They've got despair. They've got Jesus on that boat. But they feel like there's no other way. They go down to where Jesus is. And they say, Master, care it's not that we perish. And he says, where's your faith? 
And then he goes and he speaks to the wind and the sea. And he says, peace, be still. And those chains of despair, gone. Then men, they see him doing what he's doing. They say, what manner of man is this? They could command the winds and the seas to stop. You see, they once had these chains of despair. You maybe today, you don't know what you're going to do in your situation that you face. You're carrying around chains of despair. But I'm telling you, there's a God in heaven. There's a master in heaven. His name is Jesus, who's sitting on the right hand of the Father. He does not want to see you carrying around these chains of despair. He wants to see you flourish. He wants to see you live for the glory of God. He don't want to see you down and out, worrying for your life. But he wants you to come to him with those chains and say, Master, do you care? And he says, I care. And in that moment, those chains, they'll fall to the ground. Just keep on trusting Jesus. Not only do I see these disciples, but I see a man, a servant, there with the prophet Elisha. Elisha is there, and he's got his servant there with him. And we know what the Bible says, that there's a great army coming against them. The Bible says... In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 14. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And he said unto him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He says... Ah, master, master, there's an army out there. They're raging against us. They are all around us. We are circled. There's no way to go. There is nowhere for us to go. Master, we're going to die. But we see the man of God. He answered and said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. He's saying, you don't need to carry these chains and worry about what this world is doing around you. This world may look fierce. This world may look worrisome. But I'm telling you what, there's more with us than there is with them. I'm telling you this morning, it may seem like all the powers of hell has come against you. It may seem like all the demons of hell have come to where you are and is casting you down. But I'll remind you that when Satan got kicked out of heaven, only a third of the angels went with him. That means there's two-thirds still with God. You may have all the demons in hell against you, but there are two-thirds of angels much bigger than them demons are themselves. I'm telling you, there's more with us than there are with them. Fear not. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold... The mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about. God's number was much greater than the number that had been with them. I'm telling you, don't worry. Don't get down. Don't despair. 
God is bigger than any of your problems. We heard just a little bit ago when Miss Danielle was singing about how mighty and big our God is. And I'm telling you, it is true. I want to see thirdly this morning, there's chains of disease. I see a woman. She's had an issue for 12 long years. She's been to every doctor around. She's been to the priests. She's gave every last dime she's got to them old doctors, to them priests trying to figure out a remedy to get a healing for her issue of blood that she's had for 12 long years. And can't you see her? She's sitting there with that disease in her house. She's got that chains on. She knows she's dying there in that place. And she's worried about it. She's got no hope, no joy. She's just sitting there withering away for 12 long years. Nobody cares for her. Nobody is willing to help her. There's no way to help her. But maybe one day somebody comes by her house running. And they said, Jesus is on the shore. Jesus has come to town. And she hears, she has those chains round about her of this disease. And she gets up with all she can do. And she makes her way out that door with that disease. And she walks. And she sees a crowd going that way. And so she keeps following. She keeps following that crowd. And then finally she gets to where people stopped and gathered around a man named Jesus. And she comes and she's squeezing through the crowd, pushing her way. When finally, maybe she's shoved by the crowd or maybe just under the weight of her chains, she falls at the feet of Jesus and she touches the hem of his garment. She touches him. The hem She touches him. And when she does, Jesus says, I perceive that virtue hath gone forth from me. Who touched me? And he turns around. And there's that little lady there with those chains of this disease. And he says, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. In that instance, when she gets up, that disease has no more power over her. She is free from the bondage of those chains that once had her bound. And now she is free in Christ as well. I'm telling you, you may have a disease today. You may have a sin-sick disease. You may have a physical disease. But I promise you this, just keep trusting in God, and God will bring you through on the other side. Whether it's healing on this side of life or healing on the other side of eternity. We know that in heaven there's no diseases. In heaven there's no more people that can't walk. In heaven the death can now hear. In heaven the dumb can now speak. I'm telling you the lame can now walk. I'm telling you people who had arms that were gone, they're now restored. I'm telling you in heaven all things will be made perfect. There's different chains this morning that's keeping God's people bound. I want to see, fourthly, the chains of disobedience. This is a big one. 
Many people get strung up here. Many people get chained down right here in their disobedience. I think about Peter. The Lord said to Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. I want to tell you today, church, Satan has desired to have you and to sift you as wheat. And we know that Peter told Jesus, no, that's never going to happen. Well, then they take Jesus, and the Bible says, then they took him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. The Bible says that Peter said, And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another man saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I'm not. And about the space of an hour, another one confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he spake, the cock crew. You see, Peter, he said, Lord, I will not speak against you. Lord, I'll go with you to the death. But yet, there he is by the fire as they're taking the Lord into the high priest's house. And can't you see, as old Satan, he's standing over there with them chains. And he's just waiting. And they start accusing Peter of being with Jesus. And as he starts to say, man, I know him not. Seth, you, you do a good Peter in the play. Man, I know him not. Here comes Satan, and he wraps him with one. And then another one comes, and he says, Man, I know him not. And Satan gets him with another one. And then another one comes, and he says, Man, I know him not. And then the cock crows, and there he is, chained in his disobedience. And we know that the Lord looked and saw him there, and then Peter wept bitterly. We know that in his disobedience, thank you, Seth, in his disobedience, he then repented of what he had done. But there's many of us church members that will sit around and say, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But yet Sunday comes, and your heart starts beating out of your chest, and the Lord says, go testify. And you sit back, and you get weighted down. And you say, I can't. I don't want to. And you get chained by disobedience. And you're stuck there and chained. And now, what can you not do when you're chained? You can't lift your hands and praise Jesus anymore. You can't get to your purse and give to the church as Jesus commanded. You can't go out and witness to people. You can't extend a right hand of fellowship anymore because you have gotten chained in disobedience. I'm telling you this morning, we ought to come to where Jesus is. And we got to say, Jesus, forgive me of where I failed you. Jesus, I don't want to be in these chains any longer. I'm sick and tired of the chains of disobedience. I'm sick and tired of the chains of disbelief. I'm sick and tired of the chains that have a hold on my life. Jesus, take them. And in that instance, the great chain breaker will break your chains and then you will be free 
to worship. The chains that used to bind me now are laying at my feet, is what the song says. And I'm free to worship the Lord. I'm telling you this morning, we got to get some chains off of our life that are holding us down and holding us back from doing what God would have us to do. I want to see, lastly, I see the chains of damnation. You see, when you are lost, you have chained to your soul the damnation of sin. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. But the wages of sin is death. Every man that is not saved by the blood of Jesus Christ has a chain about their soul. Every man that does not accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior has a chain about their soul. And they are dying and on their way to a devil's hell. It is not a hell that was made for humankind. It is not a place made for humans to go. But it is a place made for the devil and for his demons to be chained there everlasting. But because man sinned, and all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, we have chains on our soul of death spiritually into a devil's hell. Now, if you are saved, you do not have these chains anymore. But I'm telling you, if you are here today and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have chains about your soul. And you are lugging those chains everywhere you go. I think about a man named Festus. He, what Paul was arrested for the cause of Christ. And he's standing there before the governor, and the governor's name is Festus. And Paul is physically bound, but spiritually he's not bound. And Festus, he's the governor, he's not bound, but spiritually he's bound. You see, he's the governor. He can set Paul free, but Paul is the man of God. And he can tell that man how to be set free in his soul. But Festus looks at Paul and he said, Thus spake himself Festus with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself, much learning doth make thee mad. He said, Paul, you're preaching about Jesus and you're just a madman. And as he says, Paul, you're a madman. Those chains begin to get tighter and tighter on Festus' life. And then we know that Festus knows that King Agrippa's coming to town. And he says, I'm going to save you a little while. I want you to come. I want you to talk to King Agrippa and see what King Agrippa has to say about you. So Festus and King Agrippa are now standing there with Paul standing before him. And Paul proclaims, Jesus Christ to these two men. And Festus said, you're a madman. And King Agrippa, he looks at Paul and he says, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. In that moment, almost was not good enough to get into heaven. Your works are not good enough to get into heaven. And his almost so is not good enough to get into heaven. And in that moment of almost... His soul was chained and locked 
And now King Agrippa, he's heard what Jesus can do. But now he's stuck because he refused to live for Jesus. He refused to give up his worldly possessions for Jesus. I think about a certain rich man that was clothed in righteousness. I mean, he was clothed in fine linen and he would walk back and forth. And there was a man named Lazarus sitting out by the gate who the dogs were licking his sores. He was a poor man, but the rich man never gave him anything. The rich man kept going about his life and Lazarus died. And then the rich man died. And we know that Lazarus went into Abraham's bosom, but the rich man, he went into hell. And in hell he looked up and he saw Father Abraham and he said, I am tormented in this flame. Would you let Lazarus dip his finger so that it might cool my tongue? And he said, you can't do that. And he said, could I go back to earth so I could tell my family not to come to this awful place that I'm chained to now? And he said, no, it don't work like that. He said, then would you go and tell them? And, he, and Abraham said, if they won't hear Moses and they won't hear Elijah, they won't hear from the dead and gone. And we know that that rich man is suffering in torment in hell, bound with his chains. Though he had fine linen walking around on the outside, his soul was chained. I'm telling you this morning, if you have never, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've got chains about your soul. And you don't have to have these chains about your soul. He came to this earth to bleed and to die for you and to live a sinless life. He went on Calvary's tree. He died. He was buried and He resurrected on the third day for you and for me. And you don't have to have chains on your soul. You don't have to have chains about your life. You can be set free eternally. I'm telling you for me, I went to the Lackey Town Baptist Church on August 3rd, 2010. I was just a 12-year-old boy, but I had weights about my life. I had sins changed, shackled about me. And I knew that I was going to hell. And I knew that Jesus came to save me. And He spoke to me. And He said, I've come to set you free. And I went to that altar under the weight of my sin. And I knelt down and there Jesus broke the chains and made me whole. This morning if you're saved, Jesus has broke the chains of sin in your life. And if you're not saved, he wants to break the chains of sin in your life. I'll close right here. There was a preacher preaching revival. And he was preaching a big way about Jesus and this fella come down to the altar to get saved. And the preacher knelt down there with him and he said, Sir, what can, what can I do? And the fellow was under much conviction, crying, you know. And he said, Preacher, I need to be saved. And he said, all right, call on him. He said, I can't tonight. He said, I can't be saved tonight. He said, tomorrow I have a deal going on that I'm cheating somebody out of some money. And he said about $20,000 or so. And if I get saved right now, I can't do that deal and know that I'm right with God about it. 
And he said, so I can't get saved tonight, but I'll come back tomorrow night after the deal, and I'll get right then. And the preacher said, son, you are putting a $20,000 price tag on the, on the lapel of your soul. He said, you have put a $20,000 tag on your soul saying, for $20,000, I'm rejecting Christ. And he said, no, it won't be like that. He said, I'll get it done. I'll come back tomorrow. Well, the fella did. He got up. He left. He made his deal. And he come back to church that next night. And the service was ending and the fellow come forward and knelt down and the preacher come to him and he said, so how can I help you? And he said, I know I need to be saved. Yesterday I really felt it. He said, today I don't feel nothing. He said, it ain't the same as it was yesterday. It's just kind of gone. And he said, I know I need to be saved, but preacher, I don't feel nothing telling me today like it did yesterday. And the preacher said, let's pray about it. And that fellow said, I can't get saved. And he went home and left that night. He put a $20,000 price tag on his soul. And then a few months passed and the preacher was coming back to the community to preach another revival at another church. And there was a phone call that come to that preacher and said, this is so and so, we'd like you to go to this house and visit with this fella. And he he drives up to that. He said, I'll be glad to go. He drives up to that house and he's walking, in, walking up out of his car. He hears screaming through the bedroom window of that house, a brick house. He hears screaming, loud screaming. He comes to the door and he knocks on the door. And a lady opens the door and says, Preacher, thank you for coming. You've got to come back here and come back here quick. And he hears screaming going on down the hallway. And they come down that hallway and there's that man laying in his bed. He's gone absolutely out of his mind. He's banging his head against the headboard. And he's saying, preacher, don't let him get me. Preacher, don't let him get me. I've sold my soul for $20,000. Preacher, don't let him get me. Preacher, don't let him get me. He said, I hear the chains coming down the hall. Preacher, don't let him get me. Don't let him get me. And he said about that time, it was like something dragged that man's feet and he went underneath those covers, and there he died. And he slipped off into an eternity in hell, bound in chains because $20,000. I'm telling you, what's holding you back today? What's binding you up today? If you would please stand to your feet, Seth, if you'd come. Every head bow, every eye closed. Maybe there's some people here this morning that said, you know, I've got some chains on my life. I'm saved. I love the Lord. But I've got some spiritual chains holding me down from serving God as I should. You can come today and you can give that to God. He'll break those chains. He is the chain breaker. He is a way maker. Maybe today you're still bound in chains of sin. feel like you ain't got no hope but I'm telling you friend Jesus came to give his life for you I wonder this morning if you would just say preacher I'm lost and I need to be saved God has spoken to me maybe you raise your hand right where you are I won't embarrass you or nothing 
We'll just pray for you where I am. Anybody at all, any hands over the place? Father God, Lord, I thank you, Father, for your word. God, I thank you that you can break every chain. God, I thank you that no matter what comes against us, God, you are stronger and you are bigger. God, you are a great and mighty God. God, the demons have to flee in the name of Jesus. God, every chain has to fall when the name of Jesus is proclaimed. Father, I pray that you would break the chains, God, that hold us back. God, help us to worship, Father, in spirit and in truth, to worship you and you alone. Father, I pray that, hey, God, that you'd help your people. God, we give you thanks and glory for all that you do. Lord, if there's one that's lost, Father, I pray that you'd save them, God. Lord, for it's everlasting too late. Maybe there's somebody watching online. Father, God, I pray that you'd prick their heart. And God, they call upon you, for it's everlasting too late. I give you praise in the name of Jesus.